posting for the DBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast for the DBC. Thanks for joining us on episode two of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom, and I'm here with my fellow Disney addicts, Trevor and Damon. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Uh, doing well. Hey, every day is a good day when we get to talk about Disney, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> we've got some great topics to cover today. We're going to talk about some rumors and some uh, things that are going around, uh, you know, going on around the parks. Um, but before we get started with all that, I just wanted to uh, ask Damon. Damon just went to Universal, and I did. There, there were some interesting things you were telling me about, and uh, you know, I would love if you tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. So we just got back from Universal. This is our third or fourth trip. I don't even know. Kind of all kind of meshes together in one at this point. But you know, there, there's definitely some things at Universal that I would like to see over at Disney, especially for vacation club members. So one of the big things that I noticed over there is that, you know, now that Disney has this tiered system, you know, Universal doesn't have specifically a tiered system, but what they have is this express pass. And this express pass allows you to get on the rides really with no weight. It's like the old school fast passes, but you can have as many of them as you want. And it's actually only for people that are staying at what they would call the high end resort. So If you don't stay at one of the high-end resorts, there's a fee, and that fee is $89 per person per day. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. it's high. But That's basically a park ticket. <laughs> yes, but what you do is if you take into account that for us, you know, we have five, so 89, let's call it 90 times five is 450. It's about the same price as staying at one of the high-end resorts, right? So that's kind of a wash. Well, well, here's the thing. So you get to go on, let's say, you know, they don't have a tier one, tier two, but let's call it tier one, tier two, because that's what Disney knows, right? And their tier one, let's say, are the two Harry Potter rides, because that pass does not work for the two top end Harry Potter rides, but it works for mostly everything else. And, you know, I, I would like to see something like that at Disney. So, mm. you know, I'm, I'm not saying that I need to get on all the tier ones all the time in a row. But let me blow through the tier twos, right? Like, give me something that allows me to go through It's a Small World with not having to wait, or, or those tier two rides, so that if I'm waiting online for the tier ones, it's not so bad. And that's exactly what happened to us, is that we had to wait, let's say, literally maximum 10 minutes for these tier twos. That's maximum. There's some that we walked right on. Um, and then for the tier ones, we were at 45 minutes. That's great. I would pay for that. Disney does something like that. I'm on board and I'm paying. And listen, you could make it DVC members. You could make it a charge. You could make it people staying at the high-end resorts. I don't care what you do, but give me some sort of option that allows me to get on certain rides. And I don't care if you put five tiers out there that just allows me to get on certain things immediately and, and you know, quickly. That, that, that's the one thing I would take away from Universal. They're actually doing right. The, the other thing I will tell you is, and I don't know how many times you guys have seen this, but the, they're a little bit more lax on their, you know, like, so this is what happened. We're on one of the rides and it was shut down. We got off. We came back two hours later. Tell them that Jacob sent you that you were on the ride and you should just be able to go right back on. And we were right back on. I, I, I know that like, seems crazy, right? But this is, Universal is still big and it happened. But again, this tiering system, I, I loved it. I think we had a great time. We were there three days. We saw everything we wanted to. We went on certain things twice. And it really, you know, made the park flow a lot better for us. So I want something like that. I got two thoughts on that. Um, one, I, I agree. 
um, first of all. Um, and uh, to that point, I think that they're trying something like that at Disneyland right now. Um, it's not okay. quite the same, but they, they've got this thing called, I think it's called Max Pass. So yeah. Yeah, so I heard about that. Yeah, it's it's not the fast pass system. It's like it's a paid thing. You pay. I think it's only like ten dollars a day or something like that. But yeah, the idea is is that it gives you premium fast passes, but it's not tiered. Um, I do agree. You know, I mean, if I could, you know, do Haunted Mansion and Pirates on loop all day, mm-hmm. and you know, get in my one ride on on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, I would be fine with that. I like, I totally agree with you. And that's that kind front. of what they're, and that's what, and that's kind of what they're doing. So for, I understood Max Pass a little differently, and I, I could be wrong here, but I thought it just allowed you to get kind of a a pass right at the point where you could get a pass for another park after your fast pass is gone. I don't think it allowed you to hold on to multiple fast passes, did it? Um, I don't know if it actually. I don't, you're right. I don't know if it did have a limit on it, but um, yeah, I do know that the big thing about it was that, in, um, of course, in Disneyland, they're still on the old paper fast pass system yep. so one of the big advantages of that is that it, it, it kind of brings you closer to my disney experience where you don't have to go running off to the ride and scan your fast pass you just go into an app and you just say i'm riding this next i'm riding this next okay um which in in disneyland that does give you a lot more control because you're literally like you can be grabbing fast passes as you're walking to the rides like you don't have to Mm-hmm. It, you don't have to plan ahead, but you also don't have to be running around the park trying to grab tickets. So, yeah, and, and I know this was a big thing for people, especially on a lot of the message boards. Is this, you know, these these upcharges and things like that? But mm-hmm. you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it, it makes it easier for everyone else. I also saw, and, and again, you guys will have to let me know what the VIP experience at Disney costs. But the one at Universal was three hundred dollars per person. Um, and you went right to the front of any line you wanted to, no matter what it was. Now, I, I think that there's just there's not an in between for the hey, the normal average person and, you know, that VIP experience that Disney has. There, there's no middle ground. And here's the thing. Yeah. If I'm coming from across the world, like a lot of people do, I, I don't have that time. Listen, the three of us, well, maybe besides Trevor, <laughs> me and Tom, <laughs> we probably go every year at least. Yep. Once, maybe multiple times. Sometimes twice. Right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If I don't see everything, that's okay. But if I was coming across the globe, I want that option. I want something in the middle because I don't want to miss out because if that miss out charge costs me, like I said, even if it costs me $400 a day for my family of five, I'm kind of okay with that. I I know there's going to be people that disagree, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I guess the the part of that is you know people that look at it as as a once in a lifetime trip, they're kind of budgeting. They're looking purely at just well, I'm getting my park tickets, park tickets. I'm getting my my hotel. I'm getting my food, and then it's wait. You mean I got to pay more if I want to? Well, if I you don't skip have to the pay. line, but right. but the but they look at it as well. That's not fair. And but I I don't remember anywhere in this that said, Disney says we're fair. So <laughs> they're providing they're providing an experience just like if you were at a concert and you sat in the third row versus yeah. or a baseball game or sporting event sitting on the 50 yard line or sitting, you know, on the 10 yard line, 50, 60 rows up. Right. It's the same thing. I don't, I don't get know. mad at those people for paying more for their tickets. No, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I want that as an option. I, I think that was the one takeaway. The, the other thing I will tell you is, is that I thought there was also a lot of very good in park food now mythos is is one of the top actually i think it is the top rated in park 
restaurant and, and I was very happy with the food. And, and to tell you the truth, I was not really, you know, hurt in my pockets that hard by the food either. Like I had actually brought more money than I really needed. And they also have this new place called uh, Toothsome. It's a chocolate emporium, mm-hmm. which would and it's a steampunk. Sort yeah, it looks of. kind of like Charlie, uh, like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, right? Exactly. It's like a, oh, cool. Yeah. And it was, it was really good from the dessert end. The food for we actually went at lunch it was was pretty good, but the desserts were great. We actually went a second time to get desserts. It felt like that was very Disney like the, the whole experience that that place provided was was very nice. They had characters, um, steampunkish, I guess. Uh, women walking around like in dressed in like olden time like Victorian steampunk like it was pretty cool uh, I just liked it I, I thought it was good it was something a little different for us to you know be at Universal and I, you know I think that they do a good job of certain things I will tell you though when you go up on some of the rides and you look around they have no room left you know there's a lot of things that they take away yeah and so there was some rides there that you know listen I love Jaws when it was there but it's not there anymore because there's something else and you know this ride is not there anymore. I think Earthquake's not there anymore and, and Disaster and the old King Kong because they, they have to keep refreshing their rides because they have no room. And I think that's one of the things that hurts them a little bit because they can't expand. And there's some rides, classic rides. That, I mean, Jaws was a classic ride. I enjoyed it. My kids never got to go on it. And, and I think that's, you know, something that Universal misses out on a little bit. Well, that, so, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I have a lot of thoughts on the Fast Pass thing. So (laughs) I've gotten into many online arguments with people about these. So, um, you know, just just go back a little bit to the Fast Pass part. First of all, the the VIP tour um, that you were talking about, Mm -hmm. it's between 400 and 600 per hour. And I believe the minimum is four hours for that. So it's not per person. I think it's just for it's between four and six hundred dollars per per hour. So it's pricey to yeah. do the VIP tour, mm-hmm. uh, to do the, the private premium VIP at Disney World. I agree with you. Uh, I love the idea of, um, you know, do it, having like a separate tier, having an extra benefit for DVC members. In my mind, I wonder about the practicality of it, if it's possible. And, and so what I mean by that is I feel like Universal can pull that off because while they've grown in popularity a lot over the past, you know, couple of years... They are still, you know, not even, you know, they're still far behind the 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 uh, the, the least popular Disney World park, right? So I, I wonder in my mind if they start doing stuff like that, is it gonna, is it is it feasible for them to be able to do it? Is it, you know, would they be taking fast passes away from other people, or would it, um, you know, if you have like an unlimited pass where you can just go into, you know, wherever you want? How, how about give possible? me one extra fast pass? How about no, no, because I'm DVT? Like, see, see, I'd even take something like that, where if, if you're going to yeah. say that, you know, you got to limit it a little bit because you're right, it is Disney. It's a little more popular. There's a lot more, let's say, people there. That's fine. But as a DVC member, how many people do you think they would get to buy in if you said all of a sudden you can have four Fast Passes instead yeah, four of three? Fast Passes. No, <laughs> I, I, you know, I love that idea. I think that's a great I, – I think they should do that as a benefit. And I, you know, honestly, I, I was just, I, I like to think about things, practi- you know, from the practical side of things. And I'm just like, I already see people complain that the, that, that the fast pass line gets too long sometimes. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like you imagine well, you're adding, adding more things in there. But I mean, I, I could, I could see Universal as they get more popular 
too, implementing a, a you know a, a, a window system kind of like uh, Disney World has. I mean, I have no information on that. Well, I'm just, well the other thing that know. Universal still is they're small enough that they can open their parks early for mm-hmm. these exclusive members of the hotels. Because right there's, I think there's five hotels now with a sixth coming up. So when you can get up at eight o'clock and be at the park from eight to nine, and there's nobody else there in the Harry Potter world. So what they've kind of done is they said, listen, we're going to open Harry Potter every morning from eight to nine just for hotel members. And that's what they do. And, and that's the, obviously the most popular part of the park at this point. So they do something like that. I, Disney needs to bring back this whole, let's open the park early every day. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I still remember that. And again, you know, I'm being a little nostalgic, you know, for old Disney. <laughs> but if you were to tell me that there's an upcharge for old Disney, right? Nostalgic yeah. Disney. I'm okay with that upcharge. They've done it before. You know, so they can do it again. Just, and I'm okay with that upcharge. And if that means that there's going to be some complainers, hey, listen, there's complainers for everything, right? There's complainers that we're all not sitting courtside at the Knicks game. There's a lot of complaining I could do about a lot of things. But, yeah. you know, not everyone can do that. And that's just life. I can't do certain things as well, right? You know, it's just where you oh, are. It, I totally agree. Choices, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, it's just having the access to it is making it available, right? I mean, yeah. and I totally agree. I, I, we talked about this on the last show is – you know, I don't understand, and we, the three of us, seem to all agree on this. Is I don't understand why people get mad about the upcharge events. Nobody's forcing you to do it. I mean, you don't have to. So, you know, I, I think the more they they make these things available, but I think you're totally right. If they threw an extra fast pass out there, and I, I find I find it kind of interesting that what they're doing with the extra magic hours at Pandora, where they are doing it every night, kind of like what you're talking about, but yeah. they're opening it every night late. Like, I wonder if that's something they will try to do more, as opposed to to pairing it back like they have been, because. I mean, two years ago, I stayed to Magic, uh, stayed at Magic Kingdom until two o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, they don't even get close to that. Anymore. I think the latest they do now is one, but most nights it's midnight. You well, know, see, at I the can latest. I can even go back further and tell you when they never did nights and all they did was mornings. But every oh, day <laughs> was a different park every single morning. Yeah, and that, those were the good old days. Like I said, that, that's for me the good old days. I, I'm not a late sort of person, you know that. This this is pressing up against my bedtime as we speak tonight. So, but yeah, <laughs> I, I would like to see something like that. I just don't know how, again, how feasible it is, what that money would be. But again, I've noticed that there's some things that they're doing now where they're talking about, hey, you can stay late. It's not for everybody, and it's going to be a charge. Isn't there something that was coming up that they were doing that for where you could? Do you mean the Moonlight Magic events? Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So there's no charge to those actually. But oh, there's they're, not. Okay. But they're DVC exclusive. Gotcha. So, so, so something like that with a charge, I would take. Right, but but I mean, to, to that point though, is you know you're already paying. Like if if you choose to become a DVC member, yeah, you are kind of paying for that. That or I mean, it's a benefit of of being in DVC, and they don't have to offer that. But obviously, um, the, there is a benefit to to paying for that, right? Yeah, and again, I guess the the one complaint that DVC people have. So, what did we say we were at two hundred thousand approximately for DVC, right? Is mm-hmm. what should we be getting on top of just DVC, right? So, what other perks? And there, and there are things out there, right? We talked about this. The, actually, that art thing on top of um, Bay Lake was one of the things I thought was quite interesting. I'd like to see more of that sort of stuff. And I don't know if that means our dues have to go up. I don't know if that means point values already go up for the new people buying in. I don't know what that actually means, but that would be something that, that I would find interesting. Well, and you know, I I would love to see them do what they did at Epcot at all the parks. Like I that I don't the know lounge. if you've been to the member lounge at at Epcot, but it yeah. is the I love greatest. It. 
Oh, it yeah. is the best. I mean, we we literally last time we went to Epcot, we I think we went there three or four times. Like we went and got some popcorn from the popcorn uh, stand that's right there that has yep. the greatest popcorn I've ever had in my entire life. And then we went and got some you know some drinks to wash down the saltiness of the popcorn. <laughs> yep. and just hung out in the in the in the air conditioning, charged our phones up. I mean, it was the best. I also, love- you also got the new iPods there. To I me, mean, no, the new iPads. Remember the big ones were there. Oh yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was well, nice. and not only that. Now I heard that. I and the, when I was there, they weren't doing this, but now apparently they give out snacks there too. They got oh, the we were there when there were snacks. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, they had the snack cart used to come around. Yeah, and, uh, there's all sorts of candy and chips and things like that. Yeah, we were there during that, and they also had the brand new iPads all connected. So if you just wanted to use an iPad, and they were all you know ready to go right there for you. So the, even the big ones, the big iPads, the new ones. I yeah, even and, like to see some more like member tours and stuff like that too. You know, like. But mm-hmm. uh, go ahead, Trevor. What were you going to say? I, I was going to say, you know, I mean, I, I haven't been to the lounge yet, but I, I've read up enough about it that, like, that's you're right. That's exactly the kind of stuff I want to see. I don't, I don't care about, you know, um, them like giving discounts on park tickets or whatever. But you know, having a place you can go in the park where, like, it's a you can basically like step out of the craziness and the busyness. And you got somewhere quiet to sit and down. That's and that's exactly it's, what it's like. It's yeah, exactly like, what it's like. Yeah. like. That to me is like great. Like, yes, please. There should give, be one at every more park. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 There should be one at every park. I, I would agree. Kind of like, you know, they have the lounges at the airports. Mm-hmm. Or the exclusive members. Like, I, I'm okay with that too. So, well, I guess the, the one thing that we want to kind of talk about and go over is, you know, we've been talking about DVC so long. What is it? So who, who was taking this part to kind of give us the basics of DVC? Uh, I think we can kind of all talk about it. Um, you know, I definitely want to show, uh, talk about our experiences here and, um, you know, kind of how we went through it. And, you know, we, we understand, uh, you know, we realized that last episode, you know, it was our first episode. There's lots of stuff we wanted to talk about. And the one thing we didn't talk about is what the heck DVC is. Uh, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of you guys listening might be uh, interested in buying DVC. You haven't bought it yet. You want to know more information about it. Maybe you... Uh, you know, have done some research about it and are, are interested in doing it and haven't done it yet. Or maybe you are a DVC member and you were, uh, you know, one of those people that uh, that went and did the tour, bought it right away and didn't even find out about all the things you get through it or, or how it works completely. That that's a common theme that uh, that I've seen around the Internet. And I'm sure I'm sure you guys have seen that, too, where a lot of people do it as an impulse buy and don't even know what they're really buying. So, um, you know, we just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what is DVC? What is, first of all, you know, what does it stand for? What is it? What does it, uh, you know, actually do? And and, uh, you know, so obviously DVC is Disney Vacation Club. It's a timeshare. Um, you could actually argue that Disney kind of revolutionized the timeshare industry they they did something very different when they created disney vacation club that really um you know created a lot of value and and in a lot of ways uh the timeshares uh through dvc uh actually gain value over time they're they're actually a good investment whereas you know i was super skeptical so i you know we were walking around the parks and we go to we go to the parks every year like we were talking about we we take a trip every year to disney world and it was you know we always look at those DVC uh, booths and say to ourselves, hey, you know, we, you know, maybe we should, we should check that out. And, you know, we finally did a, you know, did a meeting with them and uh, you know, the, the salesperson, uh, you know, I, I work in sales. I don't like being sold to, but the person that I was working with, she told me, you know, she said to me, and I knew it was a sales tactic, but she said, you know, uh, this is really vacation insurance. She's like, you're paying us anyway. You're coming here anyway, right? You're already giving us your money. Why not own a piece of it and, you know, save some money over the lifetime of the, uh, the timeshare. And I was like, wow, didn't really think about it that way. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, so, so do we all get to talk about our experiences? I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, all right, let's, all right. 
well, I, I, I'll finish mine a little bit, but yeah. you know, I, I, um, you know, my, my wife said, you know, we, we've been talking about it forever and we stopped by one of the booths and, uh, you know, you know, I think it was in magic kingdom in, in Tomorrowland, actually the one, uh, that's right under the, uh, the people mover. And, uh, we signed up, you know, first of all, the guy said he was, we could, uh, you know, get some extra fast passes, a Disney gift card. They'll pick us up and drop us off anywhere we want and an ice cream sundae. So I, you know, I heard ice cream sundae and I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> right free ice cream sundae i don't care how much this thing costs um so so we set it up we went out to the uh the actual model room and we met with uh one of the advisors and she was super low pressure um you know really really low pressure i was expecting you know when you hear timeshare meeting you just you know i'm always always reminded of like uh like the south park episode where they go to a ski lodge and and you know they they get on the lift and the lift keeps bringing them back into the room with the timeshare people because you just can't get away from them that's not how this was at all <laughs> you guys know what i'm talking about <laughs> it might be an obscure reference but um you know it's it, it, it wasn't like that at all and uh you know before and i always tell people this you know before they go it, before they do a meeting with dvc like don't buy that day. And I, I said to my wife, like, before we went there, I said, I will do the meeting on one condition and one condition only. And that's that we do not buy today. No matter what they say, no matter what they offer us, we will not buy today. So, and of course, <laughs> so we did. Is that what you're going to say, Trevor? No, no, I was going to ask. So when you were done the meeting, who talked who off the cliff? Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. So <laughs> exactly. As soon as she was done presenting, my wife looks at me and she goes, we should buy this. And I'm like, what did I say before? We <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, we didn't buy that day. We waited a couple months and uh, then we, we called back. We decided we wanted to buy into Bay Lake Tower um, because we really liked the location. We liked that it was newer, that it was um, the contract was uh, a little bit longer. And uh, we just got lucky that they had a contract available at that time. And we ended up with double points um, because of when we bought too. So we, we ended up with that year points and the next year points. Um, so, you know, worked really well for us. But I'd love to hear how, how it went for you guys and kind of what you did. Do you want to go next, Stamen, or do you want me to? I'll go next. That's fine. Um, right. so my wife went the first time without me uh, to go and, you know, get the information and and I keep coming back to the fact that I should have just let her buy then because we didn't end up buying for about, I guess it was three, four years later, three or four years later. But I wish we had bought the first time. So we bought a Saratoga Springs. It was the same thing. You know, when we went, we went with uh, the kids and everybody and we got all the fast passes. Actually, I think that we even went with my parents at that point because we were down there with them. So everybody got fast passes. Everyone got ice cream sundaes. Everyone got coloring <laughs> books. And... <laughs> I didn't get a coloring book. You hey, didn't get a coloring book. <laughs> and I think the biggest draw for us again was the fast passes because you got—I mean, you got a lot of them. I mean, you got yeah. a lot of them. And I remember when we bought because we bought that day, and this, like I said, was the second time. I remember talking to somebody in the ice cream shop that they have, right? Because it's over—we were at Saratoga Springs, right? That's, That's Saratoga. where they bought. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we bought in the Saratoga. I remember talking to somebody there that had twelve hundred points and just being like, "Wow." This is this is a lot of points that this person has, and we ended up buying just 120, I think, from the start, and then we bought again through the same person. I actually liked our representative an awful lot, and he had called us a few times in between. You know, every time we called up with a question or said, "Hey, we want to buy these points," you know, they have a great system of knowing everything about you, and they keep really good tabs on you, so they know an awful lot. So you know, he had asked me things about my daughter. I was like, "Wait, how do you even remember that?" It was like three years ago. But, you know, they do a very good job at, at making you feel comfortable. And again, I, I didn't think it was high, you know, press sort of, you know, 
tactic. I thought it was just easy. I mean, it was easy for us. We ended up, like I said, buying you know, more points the next time. And that was done while we were there as well because we wanted the fast passes again. We got the same thing. We got the double points and then some gift cards and stuff like that. And then I think the second time we got double points again and something else. I don't remember what it was. And I thought it was great. Like I said, I just wish I had done it sooner because I think that you end up saving a fair amount of money. The only thing that you have to be careful of, and I know that this is one thing that people will definitely be one or the other. I pay my dues in one shot. And I know people don't, I have friends that are at DVC that hate that, that pay it over the course of the month. But for my thing was, is I wanted to be done with the loans. I wanted to be done with payments. I just want to hit that payment. Now, is everyone's payment the same on that? Like do all yours come in January or is that just me? Yep. It comes at the worst time in the world, right? Like that's the <laughs> only problem. <laughs> yeah, mine was like second week of January. Yes. Um, yeah. that, that's the, the only real problem is that it comes right after Christmas. But other than that, <clears throat> You know, I, I like that as our system. So that was kind of our experience, you know, buying in twice. Maybe we should explain to, you know, the points, what those really are. It's it, The points are kind of a, represent, a representation of your ownership stake in the building that you're buying into, right? So, you know, every point has a ha, is like a certain basically percentage of the, the, the building that you're buying into. And, um, you know, the way it all works is you're booking these DVC resorts uh, with points and the points vary based on season based on the size of the rooms based on you know which hotel you're staying at um, you know all those things vary so you can you know spend more points less points um, you know you can add on to your points but the points are really just a way a representation of your ownership stake basically in the building so so um, for those people listening at home you can actually google the charts they are openly available on the internet to see how the points actually line up which so so I know you're talking uh Tom about about like points equate to like how or like renting a room or whatever mm-hmm. but when when you say oh yeah you know I I got 120 points well how much does that actually get you right it, you can actually look at like for a week in the summer that 120 points may translate to 5 days because it's a a busier time but if you go on like a a slower season it actually works out to like you can go eight or nine days because that same amount of points gets you lower there. The the room value is lower over that yeah. time. And, and I think it also the big thing for us is having five in our group makes it a little bit more difficult. Under five is, is a lot easier. But now with the newer mm-hmm. parks, five isn't so bad that once you get to six, though, then it becomes a whole new ballgame. We could do it just to show one, you know, just that. Yeah, because <laughs> so, then you got to do a two bedroom. Basically, you can't do a studio anymore at that point. You have to do, and even yeah, most right. of the one bedrooms are five people, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, that's the other thing is that the nicer, the the bigger the room, obviously, the more points. So you you got to factor that in when you're yes. when you're looking at it, right? So, so Trevor, um, how did you get involved? So my story was actually a lot different from you guys. Is that I actually never went to a DVC meeting at any point. Oh. Cool. So um, that's not cool. He didn't get ice cream or fast passes. Yeah, that's true. Get fast passes or gift cards <laughs> or coloring books. <laughs> so yeah, the funny thing is, is that we we went to Disneyland last year in March, and same thing. Like we we walked by the DVC booth like multiple times, and we were we were kind of looking at it, and we we kept like like. We were we were more focused on our trip, so we just kind of said, "Oh, you know, we should look into that later." And so when we got back, um, we talked about because we we had been to Disney like every year for the last four years, basically, and we were like, 
and, and we start thinking about like, do, would this actually make sense? Like if we're going every year anyway, would it make sense just to buy into DVC? So I started doing some research online and then uh, I sent them, I sent DVC an email and they got me in contact with my representative. Uh, his name was Don Deal. Um, really, really great guy to deal with. And um, basically, so, so he set up a meeting with me and my wife online and um, I just started asking him questions. And, and he was like, and like you guys said, there was no pressure or anything. He basically just sat there and he was like, ask me whatever you want. I will give you honest answers. And he even actually changed our our original plan was we were thinking that we were going to get points at the Grand Californian Mm -hmm. and we were going to try and and do DVC in California. But then when he explained to us that the amount of rooms available there versus in Florida was like way, way less, we, we started refiguring it and we realized that that it actually makes we could go to florida for the same amount of money we were spending to go to california but we would have we would have much more availability and we wouldn't have to fight to to book the whatever the 40 47 rooms they have there or something like that yeah yeah so (laughs) yeah so so he actually he actually changed our minds because we were we were originally thinking california and then he he offered up uh we we didn't actually look beyond um, uh, he, or at the time he said that the two resorts that were readily available were Alani and the Polynesian. Um, we, we weren't interested really in looking anywhere else at the time. So we just went with the Polynesian and, and we, we got a hundred points with that direct. And, um, uh, for, for me, like when, once I, once I actually sat down and looked at, at how the resort was laid out and where it was, cause it, cause I, again, it was all kind of fuzzy in my head like i was he was like oh yeah so you're staying at the poly and i was like oh yeah that's cool and then when i actually sat down and looked i'm like well we're right across the lagoon from the magic kingdom and, and i was like oh wow this is actually like like th- this is really great right <laughs> you're on the monorail i mean you can't beat yeah. that you know <laughs> yeah exactly right so so we didn't um uh and and the biggest thing for us was like the the entire process it, from when I first looked into it to when I finally bought took about three months and that was of basically every week um, I was reading online I was researching I was going through forums and and finding out all the the little ins and outs as much as I could and then I made a list of questions and then I would phone Don and I would ask him all these questions and get his take on it and and get as much information from him as I could and me and my wife went back and forth and then it wasn't until October that we actually um purchased and then um again because of the time that we purchased at we got double points as well because it was like the end of the or end of the year going into the next year so yeah it, it uh, all in all like even without going for the free ice cream it was it was a great experience. <laughs> so here's a question for you guys. We actually got to apply some of our current trip money towards DVC. So money that you had already spent on your rooms, you Correct. got to apply towards. Yes, yeah, see, that 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 was not offered to me. Mm-hmm. I would have loved that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so that was so buying then and there at that point, right then signing the papers. That's why it was worth it to us not to come back and think about it because they were like, hey, you know, you can apply some of the money that you spent on this current trip. So we couldn't apply, obviously, our ticket, but we applied all of our hotel room. Wow. Right to the DVC. 
Yep. So that, yeah, I guess, yeah, depending on how long your stay is, that knocks a good chunk off of the cost. Yeah, that was definitely a benefit for us. I, I don't, I've never heard, like, from that point going forward, I haven't heard of anyone else getting something like that. So I don't know if it's something they stopped. I don't know if it was just something that we got. I, I don't know what that was about. But again, it, it definitely was helpful. Yeah, Very it could have just been like a special thing that they were running at that time or. Yeah. Um, but I, and, and just to explain to everybody too, you know, so, and, you know, Thank you guys for sharing that stuff. I think it's really interesting to, to hear. We've all we all had really kind of different experiences, especially Trevor's. Um, you know, doing yours remotely, I think that's great. And and you know, all of us took some time to think about it. And I, I think that that's a good thing. Uh, you know, to do your research and to think about it. But the biggest thing, you know, and there's you have your home resort, the one that you buy into, and I, I think it's probably one of the most important decisions you can make, right? Because the I, big I, I would disagree with that. But go ahead. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say because you know if you're if you're looking to get into a more popular place like, you know, like Poly, right? So if you're trying to get mm-hmm. to Polynesian, you know, when you have your home resort, you can book 11 months ahead of time. So it, whatever your home resort is, so I can book at Bay Lake 11 months uh, before my trip starts. Um, but I, I, I can't book at any other resort until uh, seven months before before that starts. And that can be problematic sometimes if you're trying to book at a popular resort or one that doesn't have a lot of rooms like the Grand Californian, great example. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure that anybody that doesn't own there probably can't get It's probably impossible to get one there unless you're going in, in down season. Um, so I, I think that's a big part of your decision is figuring out where you buy from. But it sounds like, Damon, you got a different thought on that. So I'd love to my, hear that. My thought is buy wherever cheaper. Wherever, wherever it's cheaper. That's There's my that. That's my personal opinion, <laughs> right? So, so one of the reasons why we actually didn't – we were Saratoga or Animal Kingdom, I think, were, were the two options for us at that point. We're, we're a little bit older DVC members than I guess you two are. And I, I think the big thing for us is I didn't want to pay the extra dues at Animal Kingdom for you know their yearly yeah, fees. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, you know I've never had a problem – getting in now i've been reading a lot that people do have this problem i don't know if it's maybe when we go or how far in advance we we book or i just have never had a problem getting exactly what i want and and that leads itself to another whole topic about people buying dvc memberships to hold rooms right like that could that's definitely another whole episode that we have to deal with at some point (laughs) because that's a big thing but i'll tell you the truth i see people saying that they've had problems i've never once had a problem well, so, and I, go ahead, Trevor. I, I was going to say, you know, I, I honestly think that you're right is that it, it really does come down to the time of year you're booking. So so for myself, we're we're always targeting off seasons. So we're always um, looking like February, March, September, um, September type trips. And when I look at everything that's available, like a, a good selection of the of the hotels were available at the uh, seven month mark. Mm-hmm. But if if you're someone that you're like you're buying into DVC, but you're saying, well, we can only go in July, uh, yeah, your home resort definitely makes I, a big and difference, you're right. right? I think that's I think that's where, where what it is is you really have to decide when you think you're going for yeah. Listen, every year it's going to change, but in general, when do you think you're going to go? When yeah. are you comfortable with going? Because for us, I look at it, we're usually May, early June. Or August. And that's yeah, which, usually about it. I don't have any problems. Now, if I was to say that I want to book somewhere for Christmas week, yeah. But again, I, I look at it like this. And maybe this – I've only stayed at Saratoga Springs, my home resort, once. 
That's it. I'm not going to be staying there all the time. I don't care how popular it is. I don't care how great it is. I want to go see them all. So to say that it matters to me when I'm really only going to stay there once out of every eight or nine times, a little irrelevant to me personally. But that's just me. It's it's funny you say that because now now that you're saying that I'm thinking to myself of all the times I've stayed DVC I've only stayed at Bay Lake once and then I've, exactly <laughs> I've stayed at Animal Kingdom twice and I've stayed uh, you know uh, Wilderness Lodge which yep. is my personal favorite actually but that's neither here nor there but um but yeah no I I think you're right about that too uh, for me you know my wife's a, a school teacher um and you know so we have really limited times that we can go she can't take off so yeah. you know we go during the summertime and I'll say I've done. Every trip that I've done, I've done a wait list for every time. Oh, wow. um, there was only one time I didn't get my wait list, and that was the week of Christmas at Grand Floridian. You can argue that Grand Floridian is probably the most popular DVC resort during Christmas time because all the decorations they do there. Yep. Plus, it was the week of Christmas. Plus, I didn't book it till like September. So, it, it, I, I don't your even... own fault at that point. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That is my own yeah. fault. Um, totally. I, I will say that right now for my trip in in June. That I have, um, I have Old Key West booked, which I've never stayed there before. We haven't either, um, and it's been one we wanted to try to stay at. So I'll be, you know, interested to see what you have to say. Yeah, well, I, I, I the thing is, I have Boardwalk waitlisted. I really want to stay at Boardwalk. We've always wanted uh, to stay at Boardwalk, and uh, you know, we've been waitlisted now for a couple months, but to no avail. So um, I'm hopeful it's going to go through because we've always wanted to stay there at least once. But um, yeah, you know, Old Key West will be fine too. That, that that's our next one for next year. Like I said, we go with friends. We let them pick the resort. Um, in nice. August, we're going by ourselves, but we usually let them pick, and that's the next one. Now, here's the interesting part. I'm going in August. I haven't even thought about booking yet. Not even, clo- <laughs> not even close to thinking about it. Don't even care. <laughs> oh, man, that would make I mean, my head explode, Damon. I'm like, I'm planning ahead of the second I can plan. I'm the guy that's like, you know, up at like 7 o'clock in the morning scheduling fast passes and dining reservations. Well, so. here's, here's another, here's another <laughs> interesting thing. Last time we booked at Animal Kingdom, we didn't even buy our tickets till we got there. So we oh, couldn't gosh. even get our fast passes till we got there. And you know what? It still all worked out. It still all worked out. <laughs> <It still> all <laughs> worked out. You, you do bring up a good point that, that I, you know, you hear a lot of times about people saying, you know, like it's impossible to get anything without fast passes and it's crazy that you got to book them like 60 days out and all that. But obviously, like you can go, like how large is your group when you go, Damon? Um, so there'll be eight of us. But here's the thing. We don't need to go on the ride together, right? That so is... our fast passes are different than theirs. And it's okay because when you've been going on vacation with somebody for, mm, let's see, 12 years, um, it's okay to have little breaks. So that's not really a problem <laughs> well, for us. And, and that, that's exactly it is that, that people who say, you know, it, it's it, like booking that far out or booking really far out is the only way to get it. Yeah. If, if you want a very specific scenario, like if you want eight people and you want everyone to be on this ride at this Correct. exact time and in this room and all that. Yeah. But if you're willing to be flexible – Absolutely. You can, the only thing you can, we're not flexible is food. We have to be together for food. But that's yeah. It. But yeah. but even that's relatively easy. Like there there's still tons of options and it's not yes. like the the restaurants are booked front to back all the time. Correct. So and and yeah, and, and I think maybe that's part of the thinking that people can't wrap their head around is that if if you are a little flexible, and even like on my last trip to Disneyland, um my my son finally is at an age where he can do a lot of the rides by himself like mm-hmm. so so like we were going on the Matterhorn and we did it once together and then we just started like uh, the next couple of times we just got in the single rider line and if we happened to be in the same car great but we were just like 
doing loops on Matterhorn because like yeah. single rider was like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the nice thing is, is that if you, you know, if you want to be together with the people for food, you can book your stuff without um, having your tickets yet for food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what makes it a little bit easier. But that's, like I said, that that's just us. I, I think we went over mo- most of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and I would just say talk more about it anyway. I mean, that's what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I I think there's a lot more to explore with this in uh, future episodes, and um, you know, you just gave me an idea. I mean, you could we could do a whole episode on how to play the fast pass system because I I I have gotten ten fast passes before in one day over two parks, and uh, if you can if you can play it the right way, you can make it happen. So I think I I think you need to make note of that, and you need to make note of other people (laughs) businesses buying DVC. And yes. then holding room. So that, that and you know what? That. Yeah. <laughs> so so put this one out to anyone that's listening. What what kind of stuff do you want to hear us talk about? Absolutely. Because yeah. obviously we've got lots of stuff here and we're we're trying to we're we're covering the stuff that we find interesting, but it, like please uh, people listening out there, tell us what you want to hear because we'll we'll be more than happy to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, Man. welcome home podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can email us your questions. And uh, I anticipate sometime in the future when we uh, get more people on our Facebook page, we can take live questions while we're recording this thing. So that, that would actually be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Or, or to our Twitter hashtags if we get really big. So I'm All actually, right. I'm going to actually ask you guys to skip over and let's talk about security changes because the, the one thing I want to mention, I, I have to harken back to Universal. Okay. <laughs> so here's a really interesting thing. They do not have security checks at the park anymore. Okay. At all? Nope. So what where happens is, is all right, so here's where it's really neat. So if you decide that you're going to walk to the parks, which you can do, there's actually um a security checkpoint. So there's like a kind of this windy little path that you can walk and it will get you to City Walk, which kind of is all the food and stuff between the two parks. And there's actually metal detectors and security people with wands and an x-ray machine at that location. Everybody's got to go through the metal detectors. Everyone's got to go through the x-ray machines. Just, it is what it is, man. So, yep. mm-hmm. and, and then when you walk to the park, you're in. Now, if you take the boat, same thing. They're done at the boat location as well. So when you get to the lines, man, the lines were pleasant when you walk into the place because, again, all those things are done. But here's another interesting thing. And I just don't know. This this was kind of weird to me. There's rides that have their own security checks and metal detectors in Universal. And I think it had a lot to do with there's some rides there that you're not allowed to bring your cell phone or anything with you because it could fall out of your pocket. Mm. Or they don't want you recording. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the rides rides that they have it on are more like you're upside down. And if stuff Uh, falls out, like you will hurt somebody and be looking the, for selfie sticks too yes all these places ban selfie sticks and they're always there was off. selfie sticks at universal though i saw at least three of them but anyway that being said is that they have that there but i'll tell you the security checkpoints outside of the park phenomenal phenomenal and that's and that's pretty much what they've done at magic kingdom now is is all those people that used to come across the boat uh from the travel and uh that i'm sorry ticket and transportation center um now they get screened before they get on the boat and they get screened before they get on the monorail. So yep. they just walk right in. Once the, After they get off their transportation at Magic Kingdom, they walk right in now. Now, is and there a then, different line for them? How are they funneling them in? So so they're basically just – they have a ton of booths, basically, 
right before you get to like if you're familiar with where the the ticket ticket and transportation center is yep um you know before you get onto the monorails basically they've just built a bunch of uh metal detectors and a bunch of tables and they just have everybody go through before you get on the boat before you get on the monorail you got to go through there yeah so when you come off the monorail is there a separate path now for you i'm not sure about that i would think so though Uh, well no so wait what was the point yeah, so so here's the thing. So the the resort monorails have screening now at the resort. So they're they're screening people at the TTC before they get on the monorail, and then at the resorts they're screening people before they get on the monorail too. So there's not going to be any special line. You should get off the monorail and just walk up to the gate with your ticket. No screen. Exactly. Now, exactly right. And the people that are getting that are driving in, I'm sure their screenings are just going to be at a different location. Well, so those the people driving in would be would be going through the TTC because that's where they, they have to park and then take the boat over. Yep, or walk. So it's, or, or yeah, monitor, exactly. Right, yeah. And so the only people now that are going to be going through the old checkpoints are the people, uh, you know, like me or like you guys who arrive by bus, you know, from one of the other resorts. We're still going to go through the regular ones, but. I love this. I think it's awesome. I think it's one of the smartest things they've done in a long time. Um, you know, because it, it, it I, I'm sure you guys have been through the situation where you get to Magic Kingdom early and it is like herding cattle. It is, it is a mess. Well, and if, <laughs> yeah. if, you have, if you have a stroller or you have just one person in your party with a bag, you get, it gets too hectic and, you know, little kids are being, you know, moved all around because you can't stay together as a group. And I think that's the big thing, especially, like I said, somebody with a purse or a stroller, and then you're going somewhere else. You're trying to meet them inside. So everyone's congested at the front because you're trying to meet back up again. And that's where it's been a problem. Yeah. And that's, and I think it's also partly too why they move the open show into the park. You know, besides the obvious benefit of them being able to have people shopping before the park opens, gives them a little more time to, you know, for people to spend some money in the park. You get your coffee. <laughs> yeah, get your coffee. I think that's great. You get your coffee, you can relax, you can, you know, it's the part, you get some great photo opportunities. Like, it's great for early risers, because, I mean, how often do you get to take a picture of Cinderella Castle with nobody in it? You know, I mean, like, that's, unless you have an early morning tour or an early morning, uh, morning uh, breakfast booked, you really can't do that. And so... I, I really like this because now you can just you, you, you get screened and you can walk right in and it's going to lessen the lines too for the bus people and for um, and even contemporary and slash Bay Lake have their own security screening too. Um, so like that walkway, I don't know if you guys have ever stayed there before, but yeah. that walkway over there, mm-hmm. um, they have to go through their own security screening. So I think just by spreading it out, it really helps, you know, lessen the crowds and, and there's lessen less the bottlenecks. Yeah, yeah. And again, from yeah. the time standpoint is great, but for us, like I said, having a bigger group. And again, we're always going with somebody. It's rare that we go to Disney, you know, by ourselves. But so, you know, we're always getting, like I said, when the kids were younger, we wouldn't know where they were. Someone would have to take one. Someone would take the other. And you're spending five minutes, sometimes even longer, just trying to find that person again after they've gone through the special, you know, backpack screening or stroller screening. You know, it, it's funny um, when I listen to you guys describe this. So, so again, I haven't been to Magic Kingdom in years since before. Tom, why is he on our everything. podcast again? <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the funny thing is, everything you guys are talking about, I've already seen at Disneyland. Yeah. Huh. So, so in Disneyland. Um, the bag checks were all just – there's just a big line of bag checks and they've actually moved theirs back too. So originally it was at – they have an area called the Esplanade, which is between uh, California Adventure and Disneyland and the, the screening was all there. They moved that back to at the – basically the entrance to downtown Disney now. So 
so to get into basically that whole Disney area, you got to go through screening. But there was never a, there was never a separate line for people without bags. Everybody had to go through the same place. So you were oh, always brutal. That's brutal. But yeah, it, it, if you at certain points it would get congested. But um, having not having to split up your group, it does make a difference because yeah, mm-hmm. you just like you just open up your bags. They look through everything, and you just keep moving through. Uh, The other thing that they were doing too is that uh, the monorail there, of course, also the monorail goes straight inside of Disneyland, but the security checks were at the, where you get onto the monorail in downtown Disney. So that to me doesn't like when you say, oh yeah, you know, they've got them at the monorail resorts. I'm like, well, I was already doing that in Disneyland (laughs) and even in California Adventure, the getting in from the Grand Californian, the entrance into California Adventure there, same thing. There was, there were security checks. So it, 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 like I said, it's just funny that, that it, Disneyland's already been doing this and it, it just feels like I would have thought that Disney world would have been on top of this before Disneyland. I, I think, I think, it, I think, <laughs> think it's so? just bigger that it's yeah. harder for them to accomplish certain things. Um, my, my only thing is, you know, why don't they have x-ray machines? Why are they still doing handbag checks? I mean, Universal, it was, it was nice. I mean, you just throw all your stuff in a bin. They scan it through. Boom, bang, you're out, and, you're, and you keep walking. I mean, it's I It's like wonder. the airports, right? Yeah, it's exactly like the airports. Why are they not doing that? Is it just there's too many people? Could some, you know, I just don't know what the logistics of it are, but it seemed like it was an easier system just to be able to throw your things in an x-ray machine and keep it going. I would be bet no one budgeted a- for it. Yeah, maybe I would bet there's a ruin the magic arg- argument in there somewhere. <laughs> you start making Disney feel like the airport, um, you know. Yeah. Some people... <laughs> well, but, you, but you know what was interesting is again <laughs> because when you start to move it back, right? It mm-hmm. t- you're saying that okay, maybe I'm not ruining the magic because it's somewhere else, and I think that's again what sure. Universal did. It was so early that you weren't even in the park yet. You weren't anywhere close to being in that vision of you know what Universal has for you. So uh, anyway, it was just well, a thought. And, yeah, and I. I think, too, that, you know, moving it away from the park, I actually think that does, uh, you know, kind of eliminate that argument because now you're you're doing the security screening before you even get to Magic Kingdom. So yep. it's it increases it's, the Disney bubble. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they love the Disney bubble. So I, you I know, love the Disney bubble. I'm good. With I it. do, too. You lose yourself in those in that place. And that's part of the charm of it and uh, the greatness of it. But I, I love it. I think it's a great change. And I, I do think they are finally X-raying, every, not X-raying, but uh, metal detectoring everybody now, because when I was there last August, they were just they were doing randomly selected. And, yes, uh, correct. you know, my wife always carried always carried the bag. So she'd go through the bag line and I'd be laughing all the way through the uh, no bag <laughs> line. And then and then I'd get randomly selected every time and i'm like ah man ruin my gloating you ruined yeah. my gloating so yeah no but i mean i think it's a good thing i i'm i'm in, in, always in favor of more security so i can feel safer and i agree with that you can, know can i say one thing to that too is um so it, in my experience every time i've gone to to the disneyland parks there's always people and, and i've actually like I've I've had friends and stuff that I work with that they, they get kind of bent out of shape about the security, and uh, for anybody listening, like those people that are working there, they're there to try and protect you, and being nice to them and saying thank you and and all that, it really does go a long way. Like you you would just you'd be surprised how much people treat those security people like they're they're evil or they're there to you know ruin your day or whatever. It's like no, just. Just be nice to them, and they'll be nice back to you. Yep, and it will all go quicker for everybody. Trust exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. 
And I mean, it's, it, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, it being sad that they even have to do this much. But I mean, they've had some incidents, uh, you know, over the past two years where, you know, they're, they're a, gu- been- a gun makes its way into the yep. system. Yep. <laughs> a, a couple of times. I, there was a yeah. story where a guy uh, his you know, if you ever been on Dinosaur, that ride's a little bouncy. And the guy yeah. was carrying a gun and it bounced out of his pocket. And it was just sitting there on the seat, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I, and, and that's not to say he was going to do anything bad with it, but, you know, it's it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I'm always in favor of more security and, um, you know, it's a minor inconvenience to the day. And you're totally right. You know, people are probably pretty mean to them and, yeah. you know, they're just not happy that they're having to be pretty much searched before they go in. But I, you yeah. know, it's for the greater good. I, 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 I can't say enough about that, too. So that's a great point. So Wow. So it looks like at the, the, the time frame we're at. So what, what are we nixing out of this show? You definitely put a lot for us. <laughs> yeah. I told you there's a lot of topics today. Yeah. I think um, – I, let's, let's, I say we go rumors because they're new. I love rumors. Mm-hmm. I can, love can, rumors. Can we, can, we bump, can we bump dining to next episode? Yeah, that's yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Um, Sorry, Trevor. I mean, Trevor's like a well, walking encyclopedia of dining, but uh, <laughs> we, we got we got to have his ability to shine. We can't, you know, make it short for him because he's got a lot to tell us. I, I say uh, we stick with the rumors. I love my dining too. Uh, you know, I, I my uh, my waistline. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> yeah, well, we can put that at the start of the next one. So then Sounds people, can, you know, again, people listening can uh, have anticipation. Uh, Episode three, all well. about dining and Trevor. Yeah. Yeah, gonna we're gonna that t- one up. <laughs> yeah. So, so some rumors uh, that have just come out. Um, and by the way, all of these things unsubstantiated rumors. Um, I don't yeah, think we need to mention again. We don't work for Disney. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'll mention that at the end here. But uh, these are rumors that are floating around the internet. And of course, you know, especially with Disney, uh, rumors like even strong rumors will float around a lot. And then Disney either cancels the project or they change the project. So there's all sorts of. Th- I mean, because you know, a couple months ago, uh, you know, you you would have thought that uh, that Stitch's Great Escape was shut down and Wreck-It Ralph, uh, you know, virtual reality ride was going to be in there by now, but it hasn't happened. It's supposedly got canceled. So, you know, there's all these rumors they change, but the one that I found the most interesting and the one that I think is going to be, um, well, there's two actually, and, and while transportation is not exactly a sexy topic, it, it is something that affects DVC owners and, and uh, you know, just the general population of people going to the parks. And I think this one is really interesting. And unfortunately, in my mind, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but based on what I've seen about it, it seems a little... Not necessarily a stretch, but it seems like they're basing their like they're coming up with this idea um, based on some kind of you know vague documents. And and, and basically, what I'm talking about is a gondola system, um, supposedly that Disney has already started building. That's going to connect Epcot to Hollywood Studios to Caribbean Beach and to Art of Animation. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think it's really interesting. Um, Caribbean Beach is currently getting renovated, um, and there's been a pretty strong rumor for a while there that they're going to add DVC rooms. I don't believe they've confirmed that, though, yet, right? I I, I feel like they that. have, but I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like everyone's <laughs> talked about it so much that it should be, but I agree. I don't think it's been fully confirmed yet. Honestly, I think they have a different direction for Caribbean Beach. I think that it's going to be their conference or another conference center. Can, okay. can, I, can I go on record saying probably my least favorite of any place at <laughs> Caribbean? Wow. That's strong. I've never oh. stayed there, so I'm not familiar. I, I'm not opinionated about it at all, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my least favorite place to stay. So, so my, the thing I find interesting about this, I, you know, and obviously they're, they're, 
a lot of the stuff they're doing in that area between Epcot and Hollywood Studios is in preparation for Star Wars Land and for and for Toy Story Land at, at Hollywood Studios or whatever it's going to end up being called um, when they rename it. But um, you know it. it you know the increased capacity and things like that, and, and we already know any of us that have taken buses at, at Disney World have know that the the bus system is pretty taxed as it is. Oh yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. adding an hour and a half last bus trip. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's it's rough. And so you know if you guys aren't familiar with a gondola system, uh, you know it's it's kind of like what you would see at like a you know like a, a ski resort in like the uh, in like the uh, in Europe. You know, pretty much they're really large. It's not. I don't want people to think that it's like uh, if you guys remember the old like Skyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's definitely not, not the old Skyway where your legs yeah. are hanging off the side, and uh, you know <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about like you know forty, fifty person capacity, you know, air conditioned, probably Wi-Fi, you know, vehicles that will travel through the sky and bring you to where you want to be. Enclosed. Um, so, <laughs> enclosed. Yeah. And, uh, hey, yeah. that's that's a key to this. So I, I was wondering what your thoughts are are on this. I. I'm not completely convinced it's happening. I, I think there's a lot of... I don't of, think so either. I, but I don't know. <laughs> so, the the one site that I saw said that they had they had been filing building permits for it. So, so the reason that it came up as a, as a story for them was that they saw something about a permit for building these towers. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking it's going to happen. And my, my thought on it is that I, I think... I know you guys say like transportation is not a sexy thing, but yeah, that's because Disney has a bus system right now, which is, it's not exciting. And (laughs) I, I I think them looking at alternative modes of transportation. So, so kind of extending that idea of the monorail loop where, you know, you've got, you have boats, you have monorail, you have buses. Um, It it just adds to the draw of the resort as a whole is that, you know, you've got, I, I think, I think them putting in a gondola kind of it, it adds this kinetic energy to to the resorts. Like there, there's like you'll look up and you'll see these things moving around, and and again, you don't have to like go and wait for a bus. It's like oh, let's hop on the gondola and you get a nice view as you're you're going over top of the resorts and everything, right? Unless it's themed as a ride, the way I look at it is, it seems like an awful lot of money to be put out for very limited amount of people using it, right? So, because what you're saying is, is that Epcot to Hollywood Studios or Caribbean Beach Art Animation, uh, just the percentage of who that really, you know, affects, it just seems small to build a system, right? Unless you're going to make it kind of like a ride. So what's interesting is, dude, I'm just like Mr. Universal today. They have that ride (laughs) that goes between the two parks, which is actually a Harry Potter ride. It's a train ride. The train, yeah. 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 You make it a ride, maybe I buy into it. If it's not a ride, I just think it's an awful lot of money to be putting out for a very limited amount of people that are really going to benefit from it. That's my opinion. That's, See, that's all it is, is an opinion. And for me, I'm in the camp of, like, I think the monorail's a ride. My wife and I will just ride on the monorail sometimes. Even though it's transportation, we just love the monorail. So totally. I, and, yeah, I love you know, the look and, of it and everything. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. We just like doing that circuit, listening to the music, the announcements, you know, the, the little announcement about closing the door and then in Spanish and, you know, all that whole thing. It's, 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 a, it's a thing to us. And, uh, and, and to your point, uh, Damien, everything I've read about this, it seems like they actually are going to be able to do this, like, fairly cheaply. Like it's not going to cost them that much money, and I think I read somewhere that they 
the way this system would work is they could set out gondolas like every 30 seconds or something like that. It's like a really like high capacity. It's more high capacity than you think it would be. It, if you've ever seen uh, some of the newer ski resort gondolas, mm-hmm. yeah, basically they, they come down into the loading station and y- you get like a whole bunch of them coming in and then they slow down and you've just got, con- I, I guess I would compare it to like getting on Kali River Rapids. Where, okay. where you come into the loading area and there's just like people are just constantly walking, getting on and getting off of, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the rafts, right? It would be that like same kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, just constant, like, like there's no like stop, wait. Like, and that actually makes it better than the monorail in that sense is that, you know, with the monorail, you got to stop, wait for the monorail to come in. People get off, people get on. It continues on. This is just a, a continual movement thing, right? And, and the so. Caribbean beach and art animation are rather large. Mm-hmm. places yeah. so i mean i see it makes sense from there i, I don't know I, I again i don't see myself staying at either one of those places so maybe in the back of my head i just don't care enough i mean again <laughs> you you've heard my thoughts about caribbean beach mm-hmm. they, they, they probably go for the same for art of animation for two different reasons but the only thing i want to see at art animation is the pool that being said it will be interesting i mean i mean if something like that happens i'd like to see it happen more than just there, though. If you're going to introduce something like that, let me get it going to Animal Kingdom, too, because, man, that's one of the worst, right? I don't know where sure. you connect us up to, but let me be able to gondola hop across all the parks. Then I, then I could see it. Gondola being, hop. Yeah, but maybe, this is, hop, maybe this is a prototype for that. You never know, right? Yeah. Like, like Disney... Um, and to go back, I think we talked about this last week where they... Uh, or, or last episode with the, uh, with the dining... Uh, um, the automated dining that they have at the new. Uh, uh, sorry, Tre- Trevor's trying to set himself up for next episode. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about at the at the new uh, Pandora restaurant where you can do yeah. Food app. yeah, yeah. So, so they actually just announced in the last couple of days that that's expanding out to 15 more restaurants across mm-hmm. uh, across Disney. So they started with a, a a test thing in Animal Kingdom, and now they're expanding it out. Maybe we'll see the same thing with the gondolas. That if they find that this is moderately successful then you'll start seeing different connectors going to animal kingdom going to whatever resorts they decide so here's my only concern about and i i think that's that's a totally true statement because disney does tend to just test these things and see how it works out and then you know expand it except for the monorail um although from what i've heard it's just because it's it's crazy expensive to build more monorail pieces but that's that's a whole nother story but um (laughs) You know, my I guess my only concern is I'm just looking, you know, at a proposed map of where this is going to go, and it looks like it's going to go like right behind like France and a couple of those countries. Is that going to ruin like the 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 skyline? You know, like the view. You know, seeing those gondolas come in. That's my only concern. I'm just thinking to myself. You know, see, I, I don't think so. Depending on where you put it, in Epcot, no, actually, I think it fits perfectly for Epcot. Honestly, yeah. Hollywood Studios, eh, I don't know. Well, Caribbean it looks like Beach? the Hollywood. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like the Hollywood Studios station will be right next to where the boat dock is. So that would be fine because it's it's right outside. I mean, it's outside the park. So yeah, yeah, I don't think removed. it would. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. talking gondola. You're, you know, you're talking France. Again, my geography is horrible, True. right? Can I start thinking Alps? I don't know. I don't know. Where are the Alps touch France at all? That This is just me well, not knowing they, like second grade geography at this point. But maybe they work it into a facade or something. Yeah. That yeah, that's sense. true. <laughs> Well, and there's a, there's actually another rumor that came out with France too that we can briefly talk about, and that's that uh, you know they've been talking. This has been talked about forever, but um, about bringing the uh, the Ratatouille ride 
to uh, to the France Pavilion at Epcot uh, that is in Disneyland Paris. Um, apparently, that rumor's been getting stronger ever since the uh, Disney Parks head said that they're going to redo all of Epcot pretty much. Uh, as, long, as long as the crepes don't go, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> I only care about the bakery. I, I'll just go to that bakery and just. Uh, I know, care about the crepes. That's it. Strawberry. Eat my weight in croissants. You know. That's it. Uh, <laughs> But um, but no, I think that's an interesting thing, and uh, you know, there's there's also a lot of rumors they're going to add a couple more countries, which have been persistent for you know how long Ever. have we been here, and they're going to add more countries probably yeah. since Epcot Ever. opened, yeah. you know. So yeah. so, but I mean, I you know, the rumors apparently you know are that they'd be done with it by 2019, which I find kind of that's uh, crazy I, that's, talk. That's, that's that is crazy. Ambitious. That's crazy talk. <laughs> it's very ambitious, and actually, that brings me uh, since we're talking rides, that brings me to the other rumor that's floating around out there that seems pretty strong right now. And uh, this has been kind of brought about uh, from the success of uh, of Shanghai Disney, and that's uh, the Tron uh, Light Cycle. Which, uh, if you haven't seen what that looks like, you should definitely. That's a must YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a must YouTube because I'm gonna that do is it a, right now because I've never seen it. Oh, oh you wow, gotta see it's, it's, it's fantastic. So cool. <laughs> Besides being really cool, it's 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 beautiful. I mean, it's just the 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 way that they do it, where it's inside and outside. It's it's a an absolutely beautiful right. ride, and I, I so the rumor now is that for Dis- Disney World's fifty or for Magic Kingdom's fiftieth anniversary that they're gonna um, put that into Tomorrowland, uh, and you know which I think would be great actually because I, I think Tomorrowland and you know this again a whole another podcast topic about the the problem with Tomorrowland and and how it's hard to keep up with something that's oh, supposed to always be about the future. I, I, right? I'm gonna start interu- <laughs> I'm gonna start interrupting at this point. I'm watching this now. How fast is this thing? Very. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I would actually put it about the same as like California Screaming or Aerosmith. Or Aerosmith, yeah. I think yeah. it's yeah, maybe maybe sixties probably. But mm-hmm. so the thought is that they're going to build that in Tomorrowland along with a, a revamped Tomorrowland, and also at the same time get rid of the Tomorrow Tomorrowland Speedway, um, and that the indoor per- portion of the uh, of the Tron Light Cycle would be in the in the place where the uh, Tomorrowland Speedway sits. Me personally, get rid of the speedway. I'm fine with that one. I'm not going to get nostalgic about that one. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not nostalgic lie. about that. I am sorry. You are. See, every time yeah, I walk I, by there and I smell the gas fumes, I in love the air, it. And just, <laughs> I love it. There's no way. I, I no. They. <laughs> that was. That would, that would hurt my feelings. Like, yeah. Like. <laughs> I take my son on there. Like at least I have been able to take my son on there. If they took it out, yeah. I mean, I would. I would probably miss it the same way I missed the gondolas in Disneyland because I was sad when they took those out. (laughs) Here's my thing, though. So I look at this and I say, okay, so this is the Shanghai's main attraction coaster. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, for their I, I don't even know what the land is called. It's like future land. It's like future like land that. or something. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they but, I but, think they tried they to avoid the Tomorrowland moniker because of the, yeah. the, the problems associated with that. So So they this is their coaster, right? Like we have the Aerosmith coaster, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't see this I don't see the need for this. I'm going on record. I think it looks awesome. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it really you still does. See the need for like, it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just watched YouTube right now I, as we were talking. I mean it looks awesome, but I already have. And I I, I guess here's the thinking too, is that you've like, you put something like that right next to space mountain. Who's going on space mountain? Nobody. Yeah. It (laughs) it, kind of, it kind of kills the whole draw of that. Right. So I don't know. know. I'm thumbs down on this. I'm so you guys are saying it. you're going against Tron. I'm going like, against it. I, <laughs> it looks I'm awesome, skeptical. but I'm against it. 
<laughs> I'm very skeptical that it's even going to happen because the amount of mm-hmm. the amount of redesign that they would have to do to put something like that in, like it you're basically closing big. down Tomorrowland. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know what? You're totally right about that. I'm skeptical about this one too. I, I think the 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 Wreck-It Ralph virtual reality uh, at the where where uh, Stitch is currently located, I think that one's probably more probable. But they should just turn it back to Alien Encounter anyway. But that's... <laughs> oh, well, yeah. that's that's another whole other pod- uh, podcast too. But um, although I did just see, I think Bob Iger came out and said that Disney will not be doing any virtual reality in the parks, and uh, you know, I'm sure there's Whoa. a lot of reason for that too. Wait a second, but isn't the new Pandora ride virtual reality? Uh, so, well, no, it's more like Star Tours. More 4D, yeah. So, like more. So yeah. they're they're looking at it more. I think they're looking more like, and this is maybe like a semantics thing, but it's like more augmented reality type of thing where you're looking around and you can see different things. I think what they are thinking is they don't want. Like, can you imagine the load times of everybody putting on a, a VR headset, adjusting it, and then they got to clean it after every time? It would be like, new, insane. The, the new Pandora looks like it's going to be pretty close to that without a headset. I mean, it looks to be kind of close. I, I mean, I, it's, it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to – I think you're going to be more intimate than Star Tours. Star Tours is not intimate. I'm sitting in a seat, right? It's not sure, intimate. Sure. The Pandora right. ride, and, and Tom, you'll obviously let us know when you go, looks a little more intimate. So, so like I – like I said to to Tom when we were talking uh, last time, is that what it looks like to me is that they're at, they actually kind of borrowed the technology of the Tron bike because mm-hmm. you're you're kind of sitting on a on yeah on like a bike seat. So so I think they're going to borrow something from Shanghai in that aspect. But then yeah, they're also using the technology of um, well not not Star Tours actually probably closer to the uh, Shanghai Pirates of the Caribbean ride where mm-hmm. it's uh, a combination of. I would think possibly real props, and then um, you get the the digital overlays and stuff that uh, make all the effects really pop. Mm. And and it it does look like you're totally right. It does look like there is some sort of 3D goggles that you wear, but it doesn't look like a VR headset like where you know like you can get right now. You know for yeah. like you know so it does look like you're wearing something that is slightly more significant than. You know, like the the 3D glasses you put on to go on Star Tours. You know, yeah. Um, Just augmented reality. I think that's how he described it was augmented reality. So the idea is, if you know, you look to the left, you know, you you can see the things as you're as you're looking to the left. I think that's what they're going for. But I I mean, I don't know. It it I get why they don't want to do full VR. I I could see how that would be a nightmare. And and from what I've heard, like some of the theme parks that are doing this on roller coasters, like the loading times are horrible. But is it really (laughs) any different than um, the the space ride? Um, What the heck is that called now? Mission space. Yes. I mean, when you talk about loading times and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I guess in my mind, it's probably because the VR headsets would be like you know. I don't know how much how expensive they'd be, but they, you know, it's probably different than a you know dollar pair of glasses that you can that just throw in a, that you can just throw in a, a container on your way out of the building. You know, yeah. so that's what I think might be the, the the bigger issue is that you're talking going from like you know something they probably make for nothing to compared to like a five hundred dollar headset, and then they got to clean it and give it to people. And but I digress. Yeah. I, I mean, I, who knows what they're going to do? They might change their mind on that, and um, you know, but. I'll be really, really, really interested to see when these previews start of Pandora, kind of what that ride is gonna is gonna look like because uh, they've done a, such a good job of keeping the lid on that one. No one has any clue what it's gonna yeah, look like. So. No, I I think we can revisit this conversation after 
uh, we've all had a swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> after after Pandora, and I think we'll we'll probably understand a little bit better what directions they could go in. Oh yeah. With- so so here's here's an interesting thing. So are we going to table? Because uh, listen, this this Uber service thing is going to be that's going to be a twenty minute discussion as well. Oh right? yeah. yeah. I I think that we table that one as well. I think that we almost have a third episode right here. <laughs> it, it, it what Tom put together for episode two, he was. T- I was going to. Tom did himself. Yeah. <laughs> we, we yeah we had a lot of topics. I think. Yeah. There's a lot going on at Disney right now. A lot of stuff happening. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk for people to look forward to. We'll, yeah. Exactly. We'll talk about the uh, Disney Uber service uh, that is supposedly hiring drivers at this moment. And and if, for my part, uh, I I want us uh, the three of us to come back uh, on the next show and have our uh, our guests as to what fun Disney name they're going to name their Uber ser- Uber service. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be some sort of fun Disney-esque name and I I can't wait to see what it is. So, yeah, so let's wrap this thing up. I think we've been talking for for a while here and you're probably all tired of hearing our voices. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right um well so uh anyone who wants to get a hold of us uh you can uh find us by email at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com um please any questions you have um please send them to us and we'll uh, we can try and address them on our next podcast uh you can also find us on social media on facebook at uh welcome home podcast you can find us on twitter at welcome home pod and you can find us on Instagram at Welcome Home Picks. Yeah, and uh, you know, don't forget to subscribe to the Welcome Home podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. Uh, we're doing these things every two weeks, and uh, we're doing a little bit of an early episode this week because of uh, the Easter holiday. Um, and just a reminder to our listeners, uh, Welcome Home podcast is for entertainment only. We're not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and uh, all the opinions we say on the show are, are our own. A lot of it is rumor. A lot of it is uh, our guesses and our opinions. So uh, if you have real you know, questions uh, that, are, that are important to you, please consult your DVC representative for more information or uh, talk to a cast member. Uh, Thanks so much for listening to Welcome Home Podcast. Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and, of course, Disney Vacation Club talk. If you've enjoyed our show today, we're Tom, Trevor, and Damon, and this has been the world-famous Welcome Home Podcast. If you didn't enjoy the show today, we're Chris, Bob, and Jack, and this has been the Disney Addict Support Group Podcast. Hope to see you real soon, guys. This is Skipper Albert Awall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.